We're coming to you after you could make a case. Indiana's best win of their 29-game season, their 19-win slate, a 113-101 win last night in Philadelphia. The 76ers have been the best team in their own building since the start of 2018. In fact, if you go from February 1 until now, the Sixers have lost just two games to the rest of the NBA, where they're 32-2, and and they're 0-2 against the Pacers. Indiana got them last March, and they got them last night in a game where it looked like Philadelphia was going to take. They got it by 10 after 1, led by 10 at halftime, and then Indiana came out in the third and fourth quarters and was fantastic on the defensive end. The Pacers held Philadelphia uh, to just over 40 points, 42 points to be exact, in the second half. After allowing 34 to Philadelphia in the first quarter, the Pacers allowed the Sixers to score just 42 in that second half. Joel Embiid was fantastic, but the Pacers limited everybody else. Embiid had 40-20, and 20, but the bench for Philadelphia was an issue, and they were without Jimmy Butler and with the trade of Robert Covington and Dario Saric, all of a sudden when they don't have Butler, uh, they're not a very deep team. And the Pacers bench really took advantage, and that started with DeMontis Sabonis, who so had 14 points and 16 rebounds off the bench in 31 minutes. Also, a really nice night from Corey Joseph. 14 points, 4 assists on 6 of 9 shooting. Those two combined for 28 bench points. The Sixers, as a team, had just 15. And the Pacers used that strong defense. They also scored 66 points of their own in the second half, 31 in the third, 33 in the fourth. And what looked like Indiana might be giving themselves a chance to squeak out a win at the end instead ended up a bit of a laugher in the last few minutes as the Pacers ended up winning by 12. How about this uh, stretch from Thaddeus Young? He had 26 points, 10 rebounds. We'll hear from Thad after the game inside Daenerys Den a little bit later in this show. Thaddeus Young over his last over his last four is averaging 21 points and 11 rebounds. Young's been absolutely terrific, and if you remember the game a couple games ago against Milwaukee, he held Giannis Adetokounmpo to his season-low 12 points. Giannis, by the way, went for over 40 in Milwaukee's win over Cleveland last night. So it is Indiana's sixth win in a row. That's their longest winning streak in two calendar years. The Pacers never had six in a row in that 48-win season last year. They're 19-10, and 10, which keeps pace in what is a very crowded top five in the Eastern Conference. There's starting to be some separation after five, which is some good news, as you like to see a little bit of a gap create after that spot. The Pacers are in third. They're a half game out of second, but they're also just a half game ahead of Boston and Philadelphia, who are tied for fourth. So there is just one game that separates two through five in the Eastern Conference. The Pacers are three games out of Toronto who sit in first, but the good news is that gap right now is four games between fifth and sixth. That's where Charlotte sits. Detroit is in seventh. Detroit's lost six in a row. Charlotte had a bad loss in New York last night, and Orlando is the last team in the playoff positioning right now, the Eastern Conference. Orlando is 13 and 15. The Pacers, winners of six in a row, are 19 and 10. we got a great show coming up for you. We're going to talk about all of this in the next hour. We'd love to hear from you as well. 317-239-1070 at Pat Boyle and Pacers on Twitter. We'll hear from Mark Boyle with head coach Nate McMillan. We'll also check in with Mike Breen, national play-by-play announcer. He's also with the Knicks. Mark had a conversation with him. As we mentioned, Chris Denary sits down with Thaddeus Young. We'll also be joined live by Mark Monteith and Jeremiah Johnson before this show is over. When we return, let's go straight to the head coach, Mark Boyle, 
and Nate McMillan will hear their conversation next. This is Pacers Weekly. Hi Pacers fans, this is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. Through its local associates, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Yeah. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. 21 Pilots, The Bandito Tour, live. Friday, June 28th, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Twenty-one Pilots, live in concert. Listening to Pacers Weekly here on 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM. By the way, another guy, and this is a similar trend from last year, I think, who's probably not getting enough attention and credit for what's happening right now. The head coach, Nate McMillan, consider this the Pacers were without Victor Oladipo for 11 games this year, and yet they're 19 and 10. They've missed him for 11 of the 29. The Pacers haven't missed a beat. And Mark Boyle, who gets Nate McMillan every week, sits down with him now, Mark. Thank you, Pat. The other day, Victor Oladipo returns to the lineup. And Nate, for those of us that aren't coaches, it appears simple. You've got your best player back. You throw him out there. Life goes on and everything's good. But I'm sure there's nuance to it. From a coaching perspective, what kind of issues or hurdles do you have to deal with when you're trying to reintegrate a player that important? Well, you know, we want to make sure that he's ready to go and he can uh, perform once he takes the floor. Uh, and we did that. We were patient. Uh, we wanted him to be pain-free. He went through a couple practices before uh, he played in that first game. So once he was out there, it was basically just watching his conditioning. You know, uh, I had a conversation with uh, Victor about just take it slow. You, know, you uh, slowly want to ease your way back into the game. You know, really focus on the defensive end of the floor. Let the offense come to you. I thought he played a really solid game. Uh, you know, brought the energy on the defensive end of the floor. Had t- 10 rebounds in that game. I think about six assists. And, uh, you know, offensively, he let the game come to him. But uh, you want to slowly work yourself uh, back into shape. 
uh, you know, where you're working on your timing, getting your timing and all of that. You had mentioned a minutes restriction before the Milwaukee game, although you weren't specific about it. Is that more of a guideline than a hard and fast number, and is it primarily related to his conditioning? Absolutely. It is a guideline, and uh, we are looking at his conditioning. Uh, it wasn't anything due to uh, pain or anything like that. Uh, we felt like we wanted to give him about six, seven minutes at a time, uh, as opposed to playing him his normal 10 minutes uh, a quarter. Give him about six minutes. Uh, each quarter, see how that works out, and uh, it worked out fine. He ended up playing 29 minutes. Uh, you know, the next day after uh, the game, he felt great. With Victor returning, Aaron Holiday goes to the bench. Kyle O'Quinn has been on the bench, but from time to time has been called upon. The point I'm getting at is this. You have guys that don't play regularly necessarily, but when they're called on, as Aaron was when Victor went down, as Kyle has been on occasion, they really respond in a real professional manner. How much easier does that make your job? Well, you know, that's their roles. I mean, talked talk to all of our guys about uh, their roles at the beginning of the season, and, you know, I talked to Aaron uh, when Victor got back uh, right before the game to let him know that he did his job, you know, when injuries or foul trouble occurs or happens, uh, those guys have to have themselves ready to play. Aaron and Kyle both had themselves ready uh, to play. And now that Victor is back and uh, in the rotation, that's going to take away Aaron's minutes. But he has to continue to prepare himself, continue to work, because that opportunity is going to come again. We don't know when. Uh, but for this year, that's his role. Defensively, you've been really good all year long, with the exception of defending the three-point shot. But lately, that's been pretty good, too. Is that a case of you doing something differently, executing better? Teams are just missing shots they were making before. A combination of all of those things, something else? Well, our, our team defense is to take away paint first. Uh, and when you do, uh, when you play defense like that, you're going to... Uh, see a high rate of uh, three-point shots attempt against you you know so uh, we try to take away the paint you know force teams to shoot over the top uh, they're kicking out on us and uh, we have to uh, have that multiple effort and close out and get to the three-point line so that's how we play it uh, you know hopefully they continue to miss and we force some misses uh, but we're gonna stop the paint uh, first, and then we'll try to get out to three-point shooters. Pacers coach Nate McMillan, kind enough to spend some time with us, as he does on a weekly basis here on Pacers Weekly. The Pacers are off tonight. Back at it tomorrow. The New York Knicks are in town. That's an early start, so take note. We go at 5 o'clock. Pat has Pacers pregame at 4.30. I'm Mark Boyle. We now return to the soon-to-be legendary Pat Boylan. All right, Mark and Nate, thank you. As Mark mentioned, Pacers versus Knicks on Sunday. That's a 5 o'clock tip. The Pacers have won six in a row, and you never like counting wins, especially in the NBA, but they've got a really good opportunity to potentially string together a couple more. The Knicks are in town on Sunday. Cleveland is in town on Tuesday. Pacers.com slash tickets is how you can be there for those games. Five o'clock against New York, seven o'clock against Cleveland on Tuesday. The Cavs are seven and 22. The Knicks are nine and 21. So a real opportunity for the Pacers to string together one of their longest a winning streaks in franchise history. The record, in case you're wondering, is 10 in a row. That's what the Pacers will be going for their seventh in a row on Sunday against New York. More Pacers Weekly coming up in just a moment. We're going to check in live with Jeremiah Johnson. He was in Philadelphia 
for that win last night. He'll give us his perspective of one of, if not Indiana's best wins of the season. JJ's next on Pacers Weekly. Yeah, the boys round here. Five-time CMA Male Vocalist of the Year and coach on NBC's The Voice, Blake Shelton presents Friends and Heroes 2019. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 21st, with very special guest Lauren Elena. Featuring special appearances by the Bellamy Brothers. John Anderson and Trace Atkins. Blake Shelton. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 21st. Get tickets now with Ticketmaster.com. Blake Shelton, Friends and Heroes 2019. With very special guest, Lauren Elena. Featuring special appearances by the Bellamy Brothers, John Anderson, and Trace Atkins. Check more at BlakeShelton.com. Produced by Messina Touring Group and AEG Presents. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. Hi, Pacer fans. This is Darren Carlson. You know Banker's Life from the name of our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. Welcome you back here on Pacers Weekly, 1070 The Fan, 107.5 FM. Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. I'm Pat Boylan. We're live on The Circle in downtown Indianapolis. Jeremiah Johnson joins us now. We wanted to get your perspective a little bit earlier in the show. That was really a fantastic win last night for the Pacers out in Philadelphia. The 76ers have been the best team on their home floor in 2018, yet Indiana got it done. JJ, what was your perspective as you watched that second half unfold? And really a dominant second half for Indiana in the third and the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, it was just a perspective of determination. They walked out onto the court to warm up to start the third quarter, and I just kind of saw that look in their eye. They got down early, but they were never defeated. And I could just tell, you know, we listened to the huddles during the games, and it just was one of those games that I felt like was very important to this team. They didn't start the way they wanted, but they were making adjustments, little tweaks at every single timeout, and they never once – felt like that they were going to be out of this game and and I just kind of felt like at halftime Joel Embiid had to be wearing out a little bit I mean who wouldn't be after 28 points and 14 rebounds in the first half so that's what I because of that I thought the Pacers were in a position where they could go and win that game in the second half and and that's exactly what happened I think your nickname last year for Thaddeus Young was Mr. Consistency, and he was maybe a little bit more up and down in the early part of the season than we are used to him seeing uh, seeing him however Lately, it's been a whole lot of up. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists last night. Remember, he's coming off that game where he held 
Giannis Adetokounmpo to 12 points and had a double-double of his own. Uh, Thaddeus Young has just been remarkable in this stretch, and I think you do a nice job of pointing out how important he is on a night-to-night basis. However, I think just about anyone can detect how important he's been in these last four or five games. Last year was Mr. Consistency towards the end of the season, into the playoffs. We called him the glue guy. And I don't think that's fair to say anymore. You think of a glue guy as someone who does the little things, and now he's doing all the things that actually do show up in the box score. And what I really want to do, Pat, is I don't know if I have the power of this. You have you have a pretty good Twitter reach, so you got to get on board with this. Is Pat? We need to get Thaddeus Young, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. If he can put up, you know, 22 and 10 against the Knicks on Sunday, and have this body of work that included shutting down Giannis and and really keeping Ben Simmons in check. I don't see why not. It doesn't always have to be the guy that averages 30 points per game to win Eastern Conference Player of the Week. That has just been remarkable. And the other thing that I think is interesting, for so much of the season, even in the offseason, you heard all this talk about playing Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis together. And I think sometimes when you say that, it's not intentional, but it is a little bit of a personal slight to Thaddeus. And he's not someone who takes things uh, personally. But he realizes, and I think everyone else needs to realize, how important he is to what this team does. And we've tried to say this on our podcast. You don't need to be so concerned about playing those two together because you have three very talented front court players for two spots. And there are enough minutes in the game that they can all play as much as they need to. And depending on the matchup and the situation, you rely on others heavily. And Thaddeus Young played more minutes than anybody on the court last night. You know, I said how Joel Embiid had to be tired. Thaddy has played more than Joel, and Thad wasn't tired at all. That has just been remarkable. And you don't root for anyone more than you do Thaddeus Young because of what a good guy he is and how he treats the media and how he treats the fans and the sideline soldiers. You can go down the list of what Thaddeus Young does off the court, and we're seeing remarkable play on the court. Yeah, I like that campaign, uh, campaign for player of the week. And you know that he knocked Giannis out of the conversation as well with that defensive effort he had on him. Kind of on that trend of guys that maybe don't get enough recognition, let's talk about Darren Collison because last night he had 10 assists, just eight points. You look at his last two games, he's only taken seven combined shots in the wins over Milwaukee and Philadelphia. And you talk about a lot on our podcast, finding different ways to win. You go a couple of games back, he had 23 points. He's had a 14-point night. And recently, Collison hasn't tried to be or needed to be the scorer, but his last two games, seven assists, 10 assists, and that's coming off that 17-assist game against Washington. He's really starting to find his groove, and he's not a flash, a flashy player, but we see what a difference he makes when he's on. And he was someone who I thought for the first three quarters when they were having some you know, bad spurts during the timeouts. He was pretty vocal, and he's not always that person on this team. And, and I could tell he was someone who really wanted to have that win last night. And how fitting is it we're talking about the two guys that are in their 30s, Thaddeus Young and Darren Collison. And I think you have to have veteran leadership. On a, We hear it so much on teams that are struggling that you have to have those veterans to kind of lead the younger players and teach them how to be pros. But you've got to have veterans on winning teams as well. And Victor Oladipo is – you know, the star and the one that gets a lot of the headlines. But this team would not be where it is without Darren Collison or Thaddeus Young. And, you know, you look down, with the exception of, you know, the end of that Sacramento game, you just can almost expect almost a four or five to one assist to turnover ratio almost every single night now from that or from Darren. And, uh, you know, I you don't have to preach to me and I don't have to say anything to you. It's maybe reminding others of Darren Collison's importance to the team. 
All right, let's look forward because the Pacers are coming back home for two. This has been a stretch of schedule where you looked at it and you said, hey, they might be able to make some ground, uh, some serious headway in December. They did lose in Sacramento. They had uh, a friendlier stretch that they just got over with. You said, okay, that Milwaukee-Philadelphia stretch, if you split those two, you're probably happy. You get both of them, and now you come home for New York and Cleveland. The Pacers have won six in a row, and uh, you know as much as anybody that I don't like marking wins next to anybody's name. That said, New York and Cleveland at home, a real opportunity to get seven and maybe eight straight. We were talking about that on the bus last night. How cool would it be to go to Toronto with an eight-game winning streak? And it will be tough on Wednesday on the second half of the back-to-back. With any other team, I would probably be concerned. And I'm still a little cautious, I guess, with these two games, the Knicks and the Cavs, that there will be a little bit of a letdown. But the Pacers have been so good. I mean, people can point out, oh, yeah, they lost to the Mavericks last year in the Hawks game. But those were without Victor Oladipo. And really, everyone has those games in the NBA. But I think the Pacers have... Um, fewer of those than anyone. I mean, they pretty much take care of business against the teams that they are supposed to beat, and that's been the same this year. So I feel like Bankers Life Fieldhouse is turning into a, a raucous home court environment. I think fans are getting so excited about this team that having these two games at home in front of those home fans and being the kind of team the Pacers are where they don't really let up and have these off nights or at least these losing games in off nights, I think it's a very good opportunity to bring an eight-game win streak to Toronto and and take on another beast of the East. All right, he's Jeremiah Johnson. Before we close, important to know, J.J., that it is a 5 o'clock tip on Sunday against New York, which means you guys will be getting things started early at 4.30 with the pregame show. Yeah, Eddie Gill will be with me in the Foxloft. Erica Weston will be in as well. And at 4.30 pregame, and Nate McMillan, I don't know if you've said this, but he gave the players today off. I don't know whether today was originally a practice day or not. Uh, but I think that's a well-deserved day off, so the players will have the energy. We will have energy. We don't have to work today, and we'll be ready to go at 4.30. And, you know, on a night like Sunday or a day like Sunday, you have to spend a lot of time looking back. So we will discuss what worked against Philadelphia and maybe over those two games, the Bucks and 76ers. And is anyone finally noticing the Pacers? You said to start the show, you know, this top five in the East. I'm kind of tired of people always saying top four and not including the Pacers. That has to change eventually. All right, he's Jeremiah Johnson joining us here on Pacers Weekly. JJ, appreciate your perspective as always. Pat, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, more Pacers Weekly when we return. It's time to check in with Chris Denary inside Denary's Den. This week is Thaddeus Young, fresh off his performance in Philadelphia. We'll hear from those two when we return. This is Pacers Weekly. Its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions, has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Country's greatest, Carrie Underwood. Live in concert, the Cry Pretty Tour 360 with special guests Maddie and Tay and Runaway June. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, June 16th, 2019. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The brand new album, Cry Pretty, is available everywhere now in association with Kalia. 
Hi Pacers fans, this is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in Central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its Central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's C-N-O-I-N-C.com. Pink live in concert. Now, due to phenomenal demand, the beautiful Trauma World Tour continues. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, April 30th, 2019. Get access to preferred tickets with your city card. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The number one selling album, Beautiful Trauma, is available everywhere. There's more at Pinkspage.com. the circle in downtown indianapolis as we always are this is pacers weekly every saturday morning from 10 to 11 if you miss any of the show you can check out the podcast version of it by visiting soundcloud and just searching pacers sound or if you subscribe to us on your podcast app, pacers sound is where you can catch this show in its entirety right after the show all right let's check inside denary's den now with chris denary who had a conversation right after the win in Philadelphia, the star for back-to-back nights, is probably Thaddeus Young, Chris. Thanks so much, Pat. Thad Young with another big night. That's five straight games in double figures, three straight double-doubles. But I know the most important thing for you, big-time win. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's cool to have the stats, but as long as we're winning games, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very, very happy and pleased. Um, you know, tonight, you know, it was a great team win. We all helped each other. Uh, we all got each other in position to be able to go out there and make sure we uh, executed down the stretch and uh, get, a, get a game that we def- desperately needed. You guys also fought a lot of adversity because I thought that first half was crazy. You guys fell down behind by 10, took a one-point lead, then fell down behind by 12. How did you come back from a 10-point halftime deficit? Uh, we just continued to believe, continued to fight through the adversity, and uh, continued to uh, stay resilient. Uh, that's one of the biggest things we've been doing all season long, just staying resilient and believing in what we're doing out there as a team. You focus so much defensively. You had to guard Giannis, and on Wednesday night, you wanted Ben Simmons in that second half. When you leave so much out there defensively, how do you have so much room for the offense that you've displayed here over the last week or so? Uh, it's just all about you know my teammates getting me in position to uh, be able to score. You know, DC did a great job of just running the pick and roll. Vic same way, uh, Corey same way. You know, the guards are doing a great job of just turning the corner and getting me in position to where I can just you know run in the middle lane for a little floater or you know be able to get uh, some uh, some switches to where I can post up and get guys uh, that's smaller than me. So, um, you know, guys are just putting me in position to where I can score. I think that's the biggest thing. Thad Young is inside Daenerys Den as the Pacers beat the 76ers on Friday night. Thad, all year long, you guys have been such a good fourth quarter team. You're number one in the league in the fourth quarter. Why is that? Uh, just locking down. I think that's the biggest thing. We lock down defensively, and uh, we make sure we get out in transition, and we uh, execute our offense. Victor Oladipo said he learned a lot about his teammates during that 11-game stretch when he didn't play. How good is it to have him back in the lineup? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, you know, he's another guy that can go out there and get you 20 every night. Um, you know, he does everything for us, you know, um, and you know, um, he believes in his teammates, and, and that's, it shows each and every night. I know you've played in a number of places in the NBA, but you started your career here in Philadelphia your first seven years. How much sweeter is it to get a win like this here? 
It was always great. It's always great to be able to come, you know, back to Philly or you know to any other team that I played for and be able to get a win, and uh, just and especially have a great game. I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, um, you know I'm deeply in, indebted to Philly. You know, they drafted me. Um, you know, they still cheer for me each and every each and every night. You know, um, you know whether I'm on another team or when I come back, and, and you know I love Philly to death. Finally, local TV day first of WRTV6 did a neat feature on you and your boys uh, this week. W- what is it like for them? W- what do they tell you when they watch a game, not in the building, because you get to talk to them right after the game, but what's it like for them to watch you play on television? Uh, I mean, it's, it's huge for me. You know, they get a chance to see their father play in the NBA. That's you know, uh, a blessing within itself. You know, but uh, what I'm ultimately happy about is, you know, they look up to their father. You know, um, you know they're, they're fans of the game, and and they, they want to learn the game, and, you know, they value each and every day that they, they get a chance to come to games and, and have fun. And I know Pacers fans thrilled to have you, Thad. You epitomize everything that, that you want in an NBA player. Thanks so much. Uh, great win, and uh, let's try to make it seven straight on Sunday. Yes, sir. Thank All you. Right. Thad Young inside Daenerys Den. Back to you, Pat. All right, Chris and Thad, thank you. By the way, as we close in here on Christmas time, the holiday season in general, a great place for gifts, PacersTeamStore.com. There are a lot of deals going on right now, including free shipping if you spend $30 or more. That's especially going on right now. Also, $10 off name and number T-shirts if you want to get yourself a jersey, as they're called. $10 off right now, PacersTeamStore.com. A great gift for the holiday season. Or, as always, you can check out the store inside Banker's Life Field House as well. More Pacers Weekly coming up in just a moment. We'll check back in with Mark Boyle after this. He talked with Mike Breen recently, who was on the call of Pacers and 76ers last night for ESPN. We'll hear from them when we return. This is Pacers Weekly. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their fan-powered tour to Indianapolis for two games on Friday, January 18th, and Martin Luther King Day on January 21st. At a Globetrotters event, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the games offer even more opportunities for your family to interact with the stars of the team. Don't miss the Globetrotters on Friday, January 18th or Monday, January 21st. Tickets are now on sale. Hi, Pacer fans. This is Darren Carlson. You know Banker's Life from the name of our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. Knew we were getting married, so we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum, the best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union, your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender, NMLS number 469848. 
Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. continues let's check back in with mark boyle this time with mike breen mark thank you pat mike our careers have more or less paralleled each other's except that you're a network superstar and i'm barely hanging on to my job still i would like your perspective on this you've been in this league for decades now you've been doing the games for the network for a long time are you grizzled, cynical, or do you still enjoy it as much as you ever did? <laughs> well, first, I can't. That, the opening line I have to address. Um, first off, I've been reading a lot on Twitter about you. You're as beloved in the state of Indiana as any announcer of all time. I mean, you, you could be number one of all time. And your humility, despite that, to me is the most impressive quality that you've had. Like, and it's an honor to know you. I like the way you avoided my question. Uh, let's move on. No, I've got an answer to okay, it. Okay, go. I, I still I, I still love it. You sit down before a game, and there's that excitement of you don't know what you're going to see tonight. And it could be you know, one particular play that you've never seen before. It could be an individual performance that you can't believe somebody just did, or it could be a team performance where the five-man game is working to perfection. And that's, to me, that's what brings you back every single night. How about this, though? When we came into the league, it was a different era. With the grind it out, beat the hell out of your Pistons, the physical play of the 90s when the Knicks and Pacers were going at it. Now, almost 180 degrees in the opposite direction with very free-flowing play, lots of three-point shots and so on. Do you enjoy the style of the NBA as much as you used to? I, I do. I, I like the change. Now, I love the, the mid-90s. Those Pacer-Knicks series were phenomenal. I mean, they're just physical battles from the opening tip to the end and they were fun to watch and if you didn't have the toughness and physical nature defensively you couldn't survive today it's completely different but it's it's wonderful to watch different set of skills now gives you success a different type of player gives you success and to me the evolution and it eventually is going to go back again and there'll be tough defense again and, and they'll probably change the rules because the offense is getting too far ahead of the defense but i like the different styles that we've seen over the 25 plus years the league itself has unfolded, interestingly, I think, this season from this perspective. When the season started, I believe, Mike, the consensus was that the Warriors were perhaps as prohibitive a favorite as we've seen in many, many years. Now they've had injuries, and it hasn't quite played out that way, and we don't know how things will look in April. Did we miscalculate there, or when they get all of their guys back, are they still a, hel a healthy favorite? They're still the favorite, but it's not as uh, this disparity between them and the rest of the league. It's... The, I guess the gap is narrowed is the best way to say it. Uh, they clearly don't have the same hunger that they've had. Will they get it back? Maybe. Uh, will DeMarcus Cousins help them get it back? Perhaps. But all of a sudden, the league is unpredictable. There's a, any number of scenarios of who could be in the finals from both conferences right now, and I think that makes it more exciting. They are still the favorite, though, but to me, there's no question. They don't play with the same hunger they've played in past years. All right, well, if they're the favorite, but not prohibitively so, give me an over-under on this number. How many championship contenders are there? Wow. 
Um, you know, let me let me go by conference. Is that okay? You're okay you with it. You don't need to ask my no, permission. No, I need your permission. This yes, is your show. yes, Michael, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the East, um, we clearly have Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. If any of those four teams made it, I wouldn't be surprised. Indiana can beat any one of those teams in a playoff series. Can Indiana beat two or maybe three to get to the finals? I don't know yet. It's still it's too, too early. They're just a cut below, I think, the other four teams. But those four teams would not surprise me at all if they got to the finals. In the West, it's just too hard to tell right now. Uh, and I'm not trying to cop out. Uh, Golden State is still there, but Denver, Oklahoma City, um, without question, can beat anybody else in a playoff series. The whole thing is, you know, for example, Denver. Half the guys have never played in a playoff game. Can they all of a sudden now win three straight playoff series, get to the finals? That's really, really hard to do. But they are capable of beating anybody. Some teams still need time to develop is my way of saying I'm copping out on, on a real answer. Mike Breen is the longtime voice of the NBA on ESPN and ABC, and he's also the television voice of the New York Knickerbockers. They'll be in town tomorrow. That's an early start, 5 o'clock at the Fieldhouse. And I think it goes without saying that he has earned his place as my idol. It's always <laughs> a pleasure, sir. Thanks for the visit. Your sarcasm is awful, just awful. Awful or charming? <laughs> think about it. Let's go back to Pat Boylan. Mark and Mike, thank you. More Pacers Weekly when we return. As Mark noted, the Pacers take on the Knicks on Sunday. That's a 5 o'clock tip. Pacers.com slash tickets is how you can be there if you want to be there. You should probably act quickly. I was just looking at the ticket map, and there are only a handful left. A good chance to watch the Pacers, who have won six in a row, have moved up to third in the Eastern Conference. Play on Sunday against New York. That 5 o'clock tip, by the way, is a nice tip time. If you've never been to a 5 o'clock game, you get out of there at about 7.30 or so, which is uh, really handy on a Sunday night. More Pacers Weekly. When we return, we'll hear from Eddie White, who's got a special guest. We'll find out who Eddie has with us around the house. Coming up next, this is Pacers Weekly. Having sold more than 100 million records worldwide, the iconic Share returns. Here we go again to her 2019, performing hits spanning her entire career. Bankers Life Fieldhouse, February 14th, featuring special guests Niall Rogers and Sheik. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The album Dancing Queen is available everywhere now. For more, visit Share.com. Hi, Pacers fans. This is TJ Leaf. You know Banker's Life from the name on our home court, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Banker's Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. CNO Financial is based right here in central Indiana. In fact, they're one of the 10 largest companies in the state providing health and life insurance, as well as retirement solutions to middle-income Americans across Indiana and nationwide. Learn more about CNO Financial and its central Indiana roots at CNO Inc. That's CNOINC.com. What doesn't kill you makes you strong. Grammy Award-winning global superstar Kelly Clarkson. The Meaning of Life Tour. Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Friday, March 22nd. Kelly Clarkson with very special guests, Grammy-nominated Kelsey Ballerini. And season 14 winner of The Voice, Bryn Cartelli. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Twenty-five million albums sold worldwide. Now's your chance to see Kelly Clarkson. 
special guests, Grammy-nominated Kelsey Ballerini and season 14 winner of The Voice, Bryn Cartelli. Baker's Life Fieldhouse, Friday, March 22nd. Check more at kellyclarkson.com. Produced by Messina Touring Group and AEG Presents. Paces Weekly continues here on FM 107.5, 1070, The Fan. I'm Pat Boylan. Eddie White, as always, tracks down somebody inside Banker's Life Fieldhouse, typically with a good story to tell. Sometimes you don't know their stories. This one I think you have become to learn. Stephen Berman is the CEO of Jack's Pacific Toy Company, and he's good friends with Pacers owner Herb Simon. Those two have partnered now for nine consecutive years to have a fantastic toy giveaway not only around central Indiana, but around the rest of the state, and as you'll hear recently, has expanded nationwide. They were honored, and Stephen specifically was honored in the game on Wednesday night uh, against Milwaukee. And we're going to hear from those two now. So you're going to hear from the Pacers owner, Jack Specific CEO, Stephen Berman as well. And who better to interview them, Eddie White, than you? Thanks, Patrick. It is once again time to go around the house. This is the one show I always look forward to every year because they get to talk to the same two guys every year they get together. You saw it this week. Our beloved owner, Herb Simon, brings his buddy, the great Stephen Berber from Jack Specific. You saw it all week. It started now, the toys giveaway. Mr. Simon, I'm going to go with you first. We do this every year. You bring him to town. He gets to see with his own eyes, because you, you see it all the time, what his generosity means to the people of Indiana. Your feelings. Absolutely. You know, we think it's great, and we enjoy what he does, but no one enjoys it more than Steve when he gives to the underprivileged children. He's got the biggest heart in the world. And it's a big deal uh, when you come to town. The commissioner comes here with you guys, and he participates in a deal here this week and giving out the toys. That has to warm your heart. It, this is special. Uh, very much. Actually, uh, when he comes to town, he makes it extremely special. He's wonderful, and he brings more awareness to the givings that myself does and the Indiana Pacers. So with his involvement and the Pacer organization, it's uh, just a wonderful process and a wonderful giving venture. I wish people could see us and not just hear us. We could take this show to the Catskills. I keep waiting for somebody to call. Hey, this week we started our first toy giveaway, 600 toys up in Kokomo. In a city that can need some help, the Mayor Goodnight said there's some children that are getting these toys. This will be the only toy they get this holiday season. Do you grasp that? Yeah, when we discussed this yesterday, uh, it put perspective into what we do. Some of these areas we don't get to see, and the benefit of what occurred when we, you told me the story yesterday is mesmerizing. It's something that what we strive to do. That's why when we give to the PACER organization, they know how to get the givings that we do to the right people and the people in need. So those type of stories is what we want to do. We want to get to those towns and those cities of people in need. You know me, Herb. I'm goofy. I come up with these numbers. One, it's a singular friendship. Two, it's you two individuals. Nine is the number of years you've done this. Half a million is the number of toys that your buddy has given to help the kids in Indiana. But not just Indiana. It was you guys last year that said, you know what? They had a disaster down in Florida. They had one in Texas. You called the Magic. You called the Rockets. You did stuff there. And now you're helping in California. I, I just want you to know, we didn't think of it. Steve called us and said, hey, we should give some toys to these areas. So it was his idea, and the Pacers followed up on it. So, again, his giving knows no bounds. 
Where do you get this from? I mean, pe- people expect their owners to own a team and win basketball games, but you really believe that we're not only here to win games, we're here to serve a community. And when you got a buddy like that helping you, wow, you- you're going to do some great things. Yes, yes. We Listen, part of uh, being part of the community is to give back, and the Pacers give back in their own way, and it makes it extra special when Steve joins us with his largesse. When we see you every year, we, we, you know, we hear about the toys in Indiana, but we talked the other day how in California it's opened your guys' eyes to see what it really means because you've seen it. It's hitting home with you guys. Yeah, this year was actually probably the most impactful year of giving just to see what happened in our community in California and to give to the first responders and the people that lost their homes. Uh, so there was more a personal impact of what happened around our community. But then coming back to Indiana and doing the special event that we uh, – have done for the last nine years it just makes it much more broader and it's much more of of kind of the u.s united states we're given all around where we can and even outside the united states we give so this year was a little bit more impactful because we got to see it at home but um it just makes us even more special coming here well on behalf of everybody in indiana and those kids i saw there today thank you so much for everything you do i know he says this is painful doing this but you don't mind hanging with us right uh i don't mind hanging out with the nintendo pacers i'll leave it at that See, this is great. You guys give this. You guys did do this this jousting back and forth. But there's a genuine. Your brother's from a different mother. Exactly. My mother was nicer. (laughs) You guys never stop. No comment. Catskills, here we come. How about that, Patrick? Back to you, my friend. All right, Eddie White. Thank you, and certainly thanks to the generosity of Stephen Berman and Pacers owner Herb Simon. A really cool tradition that will hit year ten next year and takes place every year in December at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. When we return, Pacers.com writer Mark Monteith breaking down Indiana's win against Philadelphia last night. Looking forward at the schedule ahead. He'll talk to us next. This is Pacers Weekly. Planet Fitness is the one and only judgment-free zone. That means for just $10 a month, you can work out at your own pace and just do you. However you want, whenever you want. Get free fitness training and tons of cardio and strength equipment, plus a totally friendly staff for just $10 a month with absolutely no judgment. We want you to be you for just $10 a month. Come in for a free tour or join online at planetfitness.com. Planet Fitness. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details. Financing was always a concern. We were a brand new couple out of college. First bought a dog, which made us buy the house, of course. We knew we were getting married, so Correct. we wanted something to be able to move into right away. We ended up finding Forum Credit Union, and through Forum Credit Union, we got pre-approved. Really liked working with Forum. The best to offer rate-wise. Everything went so smoothly. Forum Credit Union made it easy. Forum Credit Union. Your money, your voice. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 469848. Through its local associate, Stanley Security Solutions has been involved in the Indianapolis community for over 70 years, supplying security products and services to some of the largest commercial, industrial, and institutional facilities in the world. With involvement in local community charities such as Habitat for Humanity and United Way, we are additionally honored to be a sponsor of the Pacers Call a Pacer Reading Program. Our more than 7,500 dedicated employees are proud to support the Indianapolis corporate community as a founding sponsor of Bankers Life Fieldhouse and your Indiana Pacers. Hi Pacer fans, this is Darren Carlson. You know Bankers Life from the name of our home court, Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Bankers Life is also part of the CNO Financial Group family of insurance brands. And for every three-pointer we make this year, CNO Financial will donate $50 to the Pacers Foundation. 
Over the past 19 seasons, CNO Financial has donated nearly $300,000 to Pacers Foundation. Learn more at PacersFoundation.org or visit cnoinc.com. We're wrapping up Pacers Weekly here. If you missed any of the show, make sure to check it out by searching Pacers Sound on SoundCloud or on your podcast app. It'll be the show up in about 20 minutes from now where you can hear Mark Monteith's conversation again. Mark is with us now. Okay, Mark, in terms of best win of the season, the Pacers have 19 of them. Up for consideration could be a 20-point win in San Antonio. A nearly 20-point win, I should say 23-point win at Utah. There was also the home win against Boston. But do you think this one against Philadelphia last night takes the cake? Why? Uh, well, I think it's the combination of who, where, and when. You know, you're playing a team in Philadelphia that's ahead of you in the standings. Uh, a very good team, obviously. Uh, you're playing at their place where they have been outstanding. And uh, you're playing it coming off of a really good win against Milwaukee, an emotional type of victory where Victor Oladipo had just come back. Uh, They had done a great job on on Antetokounmpo. They had just a great overall win. And usually that type of game leads to a bit of a letdown or, uh, you know, it makes the team relax a little bit. So I think the combination of factors there of who you're playing, where you're playing them, and when you're playing them coming off a really nice win really showed something about the Pacers last night. You know, we've seen this team many times before have the kind of win like they had against the Bucks, and really not quite bring it the next game. Or you see it within the course of a game where you get a nice, comfortable lead, and then you have a letdown and the other team comes back. That had happened just but on Monday at the, at the field house. So uh, I was impressed last night uh, that they were able to bring that kind of performance um, where they did it, and uh, at the time they did it. Mark Monteith is with us. Thaddeus Young is such an interesting player to track, Mark, because almost never do the Pacers call a play for him. Everything he gets comes off of typically later in a shot clock, off an offensive rebound. Yet not only was he good in Philadelphia, he's been spectacular over this stretch of five games, 21 points, 11 rebounds. How are you seeing a player that has the style that Thaddeus does get it done at the level that he has here recently. Yeah, I got to believe this past week has really been probably the best week of his career. I mean, he has scored, you know, 20 points last Saturday, then, you know, 23 against um, the Bucks, and then what was it, 25 last night, 26 last night. So, you know, you're combining that kind of offense with him being the usual outstanding defender that he is. So he's getting it done at both ends. And you're right, they do not call plays for him. He fits within the seams of the offense. He has to benefit from ball movement. You know, he'll get some shots in transition, but uh, they don't uh, run plays for him. They don't run him off picks. They occasionally will post him up if there's been a switch and he's got a mismatch and a shorter defender on him. But basically, he's just got to rely on ball movement and his movement to get a shot. So I think he reflects a, uh, an offense that's clicking pretty well right now. Uh, but he's been outstanding, you know, to do it at both ends, ends like he has. And he genuinely does not care about his stats. Uh, you know, it's a cliche to say that, but you could tell that he really means it. And uh, it's been impressive to watch. You know, he's a guy who if you had to pick out one guy who's the leader of the team, I think you'd have to point to him first. They have a lot of guys who speak up now. 
but he's the guy most likely to speak up in the huddle when things aren't going well. You see him on the bench talking with a teammate about something related to the game. Uh, I know he speaks up on the practice court and in the locker room. So he's really been outstanding in every way. You know, I do agree with what you and JJ were saying. He should be player of the week. I don't think that would mean anything to him. I don't don't know what you get for that, a certificate or something like that, but um, he would have to be that guy. And for a guy in his 12th year in the NBA to be, uh, you know, playing like this is, uh, it's interesting to me. You don't see that very often. I joked last night on Twitter, you know, that he's going for most improved player award and, uh, you know, he's not going to get it. That's a joke, but still, you know, the way he's played over this past week uh, has been impressive. And one thing, that stands out, you know, you try to figure out why has he suddenly turned it on. He's made a couple of comments that indicate that he just didn't have the right kind of mindset earlier in the season. You know, he made a comment about that last night. And then I asked him after the Milwaukee game, why is he suddenly shooting better? And in so many words, he said, he's just not worrying about it. Well, that gives you the impression that he was kind of worried about it earlier, that he was either thinking too much about scoring or for some reason, he didn't wasn't quite plugged in uh, mentally, emotionally uh, to the game. Like there was something on his mind, and that's not the case now. He's obviously playing loose and free, and playing as good as he's ever played. Mark, from a defensive perspective, the Pacers have been very good all season long. In the month of December, not only is Indiana the best defensive team in the league, they are by a pretty wide margin, even over uh, number two Toronto. Now we've seen Miles Turner's defensive game uh, step up despite the game in Philadelphia last night. He's closing in on the blocks lead uh, in the entire NBA. But what specifically have you seen this defense do that has taken it from very good to great over the last uh, half month's time? It's all about team defense. You know, you hear players talk about, we got to be, you know, uh, together. We got to be strong together, knitted together, that kind of thing. It's got to be a uh, as much a team effort on defense as it is on offense. It means communication. It means, you know, weak side defense. It means help defense. And we've seen that. You know, that's really how they did the job against Antetokounmpo on Wednesday. You know, Thad Young stayed in front of him, but other guys gave help when he drove to the basket. And uh, we saw uh, good second-half defense on Embiid last night with a lot of help defense. Um, it's communication. You know, communication – between the players on the court and communication with the coaching staff. You know, I did a story for Pacers.com on Friday, uh, talking to Thad Young and talking to Dan Burke, and both talked about how Thad will go to Dan or other coaches with a suggestion about how to defend something. Uh, he'll go to a coach and say, hey, put me on so-and-so. Uh, you know, he had done that with Antetokounmpo in the first game in Milwaukee early in the season. So when you have that kind of communication and the coaches are willing to accept suggestions from the players and let them try something and see how it works that's when you know you have something good it's not an authoritarian situation where the coaches say no we're going to do it our way all the time Uh, they give some freedom to the players that's inspiring to players Uh, gives gets better effort from players when they know that they have a voice in things so it's been really an outstanding situation but it's really about teamwork among the players and about communication between players and players and coaches. Mark Monteith is with us. Mark, how much credit would you give to this uptick in recent play um, to a chemistry perspective? We discussed this a lot before the season, but the Pacers essentially brought back their core, which is pretty atypical in the NBA, and we wondered uh, if that would manifest itself positively. Are you seeing some of that here playing out lately? 
Yeah, no question. You know, this team really does have outstanding chemistry, and it sounds like, uh, you know, just a, a homer thing to say, but they really do. They had a last year, and they did make some changes on that bench, and it's probably better this year. Uh, it's really a unique situation. I've been around a whole lot of Pacer teams, and they have certainly had teams with good chemistry, but I've never seen it like this, you know, where everybody's comfortable in their role, everybody supports one another. Uh, you don't see uh, egos about uh, guys wanting to score or be the man, that type of thing. So it's a unique situation, and that certainly contributes to a team. You know, when you don't have anybody who's resentful uh, about their playing time or about their role or about what somebody else is getting paid or anything like that, then you've got a situation that will contribute to the win-loss column. And the Pacers have that now. And really, think about it. You know, you've got a team with a bunch of guys in the contract year. And that's often a year, uh, a situation where players can stray a little bit, where they start thinking about their scoring average more, that type of thing, where they're, where the stats become more important. And that was something I wrote about early in the season, too, as a possible issue this season, if guys, you know, let contract years affect them. But that clearly has not been the case. You know, guys like Thad Young and Collison and Corey Joseph, uh, who are in contract years, you know, they're not obviously concerned about personal stats it's all about the team and uh, i can't imagine that that will change at any point during the season mark we got about a minute here the pacers return home for a couple so i assume plenty of coverage coming from you and the fellows over at pacers.com yeah no question it's great to have the home games where uh, you can uh, do everything and uh, it's a it's a great opportunity for the pacers here to pad that record a little bit you know now we'll see will the great win last night have any impact on how they go into the game tomorrow against New York. You know, obviously the Pacers are a better team than New York, but New York's like every other team in the league. They're capable of beating you. So uh, can the Pacers continue the momentum at, or at some point do they kind of relax a bit and take a breather? So they got two great opportunities coming up at home this week. Uh, great opportunities for the fans to check them out in person. And there will be a whole lot of coverage on Pacers.com. All right, that's Mark Monteith. You can hear him as part of our Kroger pregame show. That begins at 4.30 on Sunday. So note the earlier start time. Mark, we'll talk to you then. Thanks. Okay, thanks, Pat. Indiana Pacers versus New York Knicks on Sunday. Pacers.com slash tickets is how you can be there. Remember, PacersTeamStore.com as well for all of your holiday-related gifts. That'll wrap it up for Pacers Weekly. Remember, the podcast can be downloaded by searching Pacers Sound on SoundCloud. A thanks to our producer, David Deering. He's part of the producers who are up next. We will talk to you next Saturday morning at 10 o'clock on Pacers Weekly.